Good morning. Grab some refreshments. Come join us. We got a little uh, different mix this morning. We gave the band the day off, but they can't stay away. They're here or amongst you. So um, we're just going to do like a little, we wouldn't call it unplugged because we're rather plugged, but a, just a different kind of version of our, our Sunday morning. But stand and sing with us. Let's sing Come Now is the Time. Words are on the screen. sitting I feel weird you guys have a seat <laughs> it's also um, it makes you feel very lonely up here when you don't have people to back you up you can hear every mistake so it's just gonna be a fun week for us bear with us all right we're gonna sing some new songs this first one um, is called enough um, I think sometimes that we forget that the only thing that we need is our Lord he is enough for us um, he's with us every single day. He's with us all the time, and he is all that we need. And y'all just, the words are going to be up there. So y'all sing or you listen to it through one time, and then you, you sing or you pick up the chorus or whatever, maybe. You are my supply, my prayer. You're more awesome than I know. You are my reward worth living for. Still more awesome than I know. And all of you is more than enough for all of me. For every thirst and every need, you satisfy me with your love. All I have in you is more than enough.
sacrifice of greatest price still more awesome than I know you're my coming king you are everything still more awesome than I know and all of you is more than enough for all of me for every thirst and every Satisfy me with your love and all I have in you. All of you is more than enough for all of me. For every thirst and every need, you satisfy me with your love and all I have in you. you are mine and it took me a couple of times listening to the words of this song to to really understand it and to process um what it's trying to say um the the line that hits me the most in the song it says then i remember it's by your sacrifice that i can say that i'm yours and you are mine let's sing this together doesn't take much for my heart to break and you have done it for what seems a million times whenever I hear of your saving grace and how you gave your life in exchange for mine sometimes I wonder why Why you ever chose to call me child? And I remember it's by your sacrifice I can say that I am yours and you are mine. It doesn't take much me to shed a tear and you have done so many things to make me cry whenever I think of all that I've done wrong and everything that you have done to make it right sometimes I wonder sacrifice I can say that I
doesn't take much for my heart to break and you have done it for what seems a million times all right stand up stretch your legs meet and greet children let's come to the front and join katie up here on the carpet Does anybody know what this says? Hey, guys, we're going to start. Thank you. We appreciate it. Katie's too nice. Does anybody know what this says? What does this say? God's what? God's love. Right. So this morning, this paper is going to represent God's love. And the neat thing about God's love is that if this is God's love in my life, I can share it with each of you. There's more than enough to go around. How many corners are on this piece of paper? Four, right? So I'm going to cut off one corner of God's love, right? I'm going to give it to Carson. How many corners do I have now? Two, three, four, five. There's five corners now. So there's more corners than when we started, right? And I gave Carson one corner, but how many corners do you have now? Three. Three. So I can share some more of God's love in my heart. And look, now I have more corners. And how many corners do you have? Three. So you can share God's love, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So there's plenty to share with everybody. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Okay, let's pray together, okay? Dear God, please help us to remember that when we share your love with others, it just keeps growing, and there's more and more to go around. Amen. That, of course, was not Brett. If it was Brett, he sure has gotten better looking. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, next month. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Katie. Good to see all of you. I uh, appreciate Andy and Kelly for their music leadership this morning. Uh, in case you're wondering, they kicked the rest of us out of the band. No, actually, they uh, wanted to give us a week of rest. And uh, we've been uh, working pretty hard since back in September for the Christmas music. And then Easter came early. And so um, that's good leadership when you look to your group and say, I think y'all need a break. So we have... Uh, we took one, but uh, thank, we thank uh, Andy and Kelly for, for um, hanging on in there and working and leading that this morning. Uh, we want to uh, give you an opportunity to share prayer concerns that you might have uh, in your life or in, people's, in the lives of people that you care about. So we have um, index cards if you'd raise your hand so that um, our, our ushers can see you and get you a card and a pencil. If you need one, we'll be glad for you to share something um, with me in a minute, and I will lead us in prayer looking at your prayer concerns. Let's see, a couple of folks I want to tell you about. Um, our oldest member, Wilma Keller, is about 95, I think. And uh, her son, who is my age, because we were in college together, 
had open heart surgery this week and is at the hospital recovering from that. So ask you to remember him and her also in your prayers. Ronnie Leonard um, has been taking care of his mother down here the last week or so. She got sick up in North Carolina and uh, her, his mother died at the Leonard home um, Friday, thir Thursday night, I believe it was. And um, the funeral is today. Nell Dobson, another of our older members, has been in the hospital this week and is now at the uh, cottages for a time of recovery. Uh, I ask you to remember her also in prayer. Here's some Relay for Life announcements. Um, on April, the, oh, nope, that's today. There will be a yard sale for Relay for Life in the Family Life Center on the 12th of April. Many teams from area churches and businesses will be participating. Please donate items for this yard sale by leaving them in the front hallway of the Family Life Center or by calling Ellen Henson or Marnie Dumas to arrange for pickup. The Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit Relay for Life will take place at the Furman Golf Club on the 14th of April, that's Monday. If you would like to play in the tournament or make a donation or donate a door prize, please see Ellen Henson, Harriet Johnson, or Steve Barbary. In addition, to walk in the Relay on Friday, May 16th, call Marnie or Ellen to register by the 15th of April to be a part of the team and receive your free Relay t-shirt. So uh, pass those words on to you. Um, Lee Radline has arranged uh, a little worship packet back there for children that might be bored during my sermon. Tell it like it is. Um, <clears throat> and in the worship packet is uh, something for coloring. Uh, there is a, a card that we're going to send from the children to folks that are sick or shut in. And so the children have a chance to uh, help us with this by coloring that card. If you would like to do that, they're <clears throat> back on the back table. And uh, when you finish the card, if the children would leave the cards back on the back table, we will share uh, the joy and love of a child with some of our dear folks who are not uh, in the best of health right, right now in their lives. What other announcements we need, do we need to share? Youth today, confirmation class today for youth at 4.30, uh, children tonight, children's Bible study tonight. So anything else? Well, let us uh, collect those prayer cards, invite you to share those concerns by holding your card up and our ushers will uh, gather these. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the power of Christian fellowship. We find when we gather together in Jesus' name, he is here with us. We celebrate that as we share fellowship with Christian friends, even when we're not here at church, but somewhere else, anywhere else, where two or more gather in the name of Jesus, we feel the presence of Christ. We're thankful for the power of fellowship when it comes to prayer. 
and how so much can be accomplished when your people come together and pray. And so in the power of this fellowship, with all of our faith released together and our trust and confidence in your fatherly goodness, here are our prayers. We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. We pray for a Tigerville Elementary School student who's involved in a four-wheeler accident who is in a coma at this time at the hospital. For Lisa Bridges that God's peace may come to her we pray for a good recovery after LASIK eye surgery, for guidance and wisdom to share God's love and grace to a friend who is struggling with who he is, for a good, healthy pregnancy for a close friend, for Cindy Sloan and family and the death of her dad, for Tommy Stanton and his family and the death of his grandmother, for Billy Hannon, a cousin who is fighting stage four sinus and throat cancer, for Rob and Amy Mitchell and the loss of their son Paxton, who went home to the Lord this morning, for healing from Mike Berg and Carl Reinick. We pray for a friend whose daughter is fighting lymphoma we pray for people who are laid off and seeking work. We pray for friends and coworkers fighting cancer and for doctors seeking the cure. We pray for teachers. We pray for the family of Heath Benedict. We pray that a son will make a good decision involving a relationship with a family member we pray for a daughter who is seeking a new job and a new place to live. We pray for continued healing for Nell Dobson and Ricky Keller. And we pray for Ronnie Leonard and his family. These are our prayers through Jesus Christ our Lord who taught us to pray saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I did leave out one prayer. It just says, Go Kansas. I just died. partisan prayer there. <clears throat> Here now our gospel reading from Luke chapter 24 verses 13 through 35. What a story. Listen to it. <clears throat> now the same day, meaning Easter, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? 
They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem? Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going farther. But they, they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and he has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Here ends the lesson. Finding faith from fellowship. Jesus one time said to his friends, where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. Cleopas and his unnamed companion certainly found this to be the case as they traveled along the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus on that afternoon of the first Easter. But their experience is not all that unique. Most of us come to faith in Christ while in the company of others who are also seeking faith. For many of us, the place that that happened was the church. Dr. Elton Trueblood, the author of The Incendiary Fellowship, speaks of the amazing success of the early church. There were very few capable leaders, he says, like Paul, but the success of the early church was not based upon individual stars, 
but rather on the teamwork of the church. There was something about the fellowship of the early church that was like fire that spread to others who came in contact with the fellowship of the church. True Blood describes the church as the fellowship of consciously inadequate persons who gather because they are weak and scatter to serve because their unity with one another and with Christ has made them bold. Compared with the Roman and Greek philosophers, the early church leaders were certainly not well educated. But True Blood says that these ignorant men in the church, united in Christ, produced a kind of wisdom. He says that that is truly a miracle, adding much of the uniqueness of Christianity in its original emergence consisted of the fact that simple people could be amazingly powerful when they were members of one another. He describes the early church as a fire and says that they were poor sticks of wood that made a grand conflagration. Now for y'all from Greer, that means fire. Spartanburg too. <clears throat> Adding that poor logs may make an excellent fire if they stay together as they burn. It's an amazing thing how often we uh, overlook the obvious, which is that faith is not so much taught as it is caught from others who are already infected with the gospel fire. When we get motivated to do something to spread the good news, we immediately think about having some big revival, Billy Graham or some other big name evangelist to draw huge crowds. And that certainly has been a model that has worked well in America. But the gospel also spread even more effectively in the first century when the church invited people one by one into their fellowship where the fire of faith spread one by one to those newcomers. Now statistically speaking, that's still true in our day. More people become disciples for Christ in the local church than by huge revivals. There's nothing more powerful than good Christian fellowship as a tool for spreading the good news. And that makes everything we do here especially small group activities, so very, very important. The most effective way you have of spreading your faith is just to invite your friends and neighbors to come to church and Sunday school with you. The most effective way we have of enriching our fellowship in the church is by having get-togethers, socials, parties, where we get to know one another better. And since people enter the church through some doorway, as we call them, it is important that a church strive to have as many doors as possible, like handbell choirs, sports teams, programs for children and youth, and for senior citizens as well. United Methodist Women is another doorway into the church. And men, we really ought to have a United Methodist men's group. 
And I don't say that to make Mark Radlin feel bad because he's tried real hard. I think he's through trying. But we really ought to have a men's group so that there would be another doorway through which men might enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Many of these doorways have been particularly helpful to Memorial Church in recent years. So one of the things I hope to accomplish today is to remind you of how important it is that you participate in a small group activity of the local church. It is a way of developing your own faith, but it is also a wonderful way to spread your faith to others. I've always been fortunate to be a part of a support group started in my family home where I was blessed with wonderful parents who gave me guidance and direction, where I could ask questions and learn. That original support group took me to my home church and Sunday school. That's the way my church looked back in the dark ages when I started there. It's no longer built like that. And there I found some other support for my life. The church gave me a chance to play basketball and softball. Bill Clute might could have played in college, but that wouldn't have worked for me. My church gave me a chance to play. Oh, if we could have just once beaten Calvary Baptist Church in softball. They had, we played fast pitch softball back then, and they had a guy about 6'7 as their pitcher, and he had arms that scraped the ground when he threw the ball. And he'd throw that ball and it would start around your ankles and so you'd swing like a golf pro and by the time it got to you it was around your eyes and you looked like an idiot. It was in the support group of our church's youth program that I came to value Christian faith and Christian living above all else in life. And it's where I heard the call to ministry and it was the church that gave me pastors to work with as my mentors who showed me how to be a pastor. And they provided me with a seminary where in the fellowship of other young adults, I learned the value of theological reflection. You see, I'm not the convert of any one person. I am the product of Christian fellowship, where I caught the faith from those of you who already were on fire. So today I'm asking myself, what can I do to bring more people close to the fire? But fellowship is about a lot more than just spreading the faith. It's also about finding personal support that we need every day for our lives. Cleopas and his companion were very fortunate to have each other. They were friends who could tell it like it is, confessing their questions, doubts, and fears. On this occasion, they were confused and devastated we had hoped that Jesus was the one who was going to redeem Israel, but the chief, priests and the chief priests and the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. And what's more, it's the third day since all this took place, and some women have come along and amazed us. They went to the tomb this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said Jesus is alive. Oh, it's good to have traveling companions that you can be open with to share your questions, your doubts, your fears, and hopes. Have you found such a support 
system for your life? Could someone come today to your Sunday school class and confess their doubts and fears and failure and still know that they're going to be loved and accepted? The amazing thing is that often we find that a stranger joins us when we support each other and that often unrecognized person is Jesus. Several decades ago, our annual conference recognized that we pastors needed some small groups for mutual support. Now, if we pastors have any problems, we can't exactly come to you lay people and say, hey, you know what? I had to sleep on the couch last night. <laughs> that doesn't go over real well. So the annual conference created a support group for us. Some of these covenant groups, as they're called, are based on geography, different regions of the state, for our 13 districts. Other covenant groups are based on common interests, such as a book we want to study together. Since our jobs are sedentary, which means that we sit entirely too much, there is one group that is a hiking group that hikes in the mountains once a month for exercise. A decade ago, I was invited by an old Walford buddy to come and join a group he was starting in Columbia. And I've been in that same fellowship every month ever since. The level of openness and trust among us has really grown. And it means an awful lot to each one of us to be able to share with one another our burdens. Sometimes we come away from our day together with a keen awareness that the Lord has been with us that day. Do you have a similar support group? Or could your Sunday school class become that for you? So Christian fellowship is a very effective way of spreading the faith. It is a place to give and receive support. But fellowship is also a way to grow and change. If we really want to change, then we need to pick our traveling companions very carefully because we become like our companions. Cleopas and the other disciple traveled on with their new companion, being encouraged to believe that Christ had to suffer before entering into his glory, that God had this planned all along. And by the time they got to Emmaus, they were changed people. Their doubts were fading. Their hope was being reborn. They had new insight. They were becoming more like that stranger. So many success stories are being written around the power of fellowship. It is in the fellowship of fellow strugglers that alcoholics and drug addicts are finding strength to overcome their addiction problems. Why does it help more to attend meetings of Weight Watchers than just to go on a diet by yourself. Our family was eating at Ryan's together not too long ago, and as usual, I overate again and complained about it again. And one of the children said to me, eh, sounds like it's time to call 1-800-Jenny. <laughs> Why is Jenny Craig so successful? Why are you more likely to read a good book if you join a book club than if you just think about reading it on your own. That's the power of fellowship. 
We hold ourselves to standards when we're with companions and if there are others that we're journeying with who have our similar interests, then they help us along that journey and we become like the company we keep. What good news this is. Christian fellowship can strengthen us, helping us become more faithful to God and filled with more faith. And yet many of us are not placing ourselves in fellowship where we can grow. I wonder if that's the missing link in your faith journey. When we take our fellowship group on the road, something like a mission trip, to Salkahatchee or a work week somewhere else. That gives us an opportunity to take our companions with us on the journey and we can spread the fire of our faith not so much by what we say but more by what we do and what we show. And in that way we bring others into the fire and help them catch the faith. I really think that spreading the faith is a whole lot easier than we've made it. It's all about bringing other people into the fire. Christian fellowship is the most, most effective means of evangelism. It is the place to find loving support for our lives. It is the way to change. It is the way to experience Jesus and his presence in our lives. May we all become more conscious of the power of Christian fellowship for our lives. Amen. I invite you now to, to uh, share your tithes and offerings as we receive our morning offering. Who can't break the addictions and chains? If 
try to give up, but you come back again. Just remember that you're not alone in your shame and your suffering. There is hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, and love for the broken heart. There is grace and forgiveness, mercy and healing. You wherever you are, cry out to Jesus. When you're lonely and it feels like the whole world is falling on you, you just reach out, you just cry out to Jesus. stand as we affirm our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From then she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Have a good week.